Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wow, Andy. You are officially a recapper. I'm a recapper. How does that make you feel? Not good. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Golden Bachelor recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm sheared. You are sheared. We already announced this. Yeah. Uh, although I did, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I said that my my shearer was Tyler. But at, at Valiant. At Valiant. In Seattle. In Seattle on Mercer Street. But there are two Tylers. <laughs> so I want to be clear. It is Tyler Arnaldi oh, who did this. It's so cute. I think it's so cute. You had such a great haircut experience yeah. that you were like, I'm going to sh- give this guy a shout out on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Good work deserves recognition. Yes. That is a great haircut. Right, thank you. You were actually the biggest takeaway. This is very Andy is you were sad that you don't live here and you can't just go to him <laughs> regularly. <laughs> you found a way to look at it. The glass is always half empty. Yes. Okay. So shall we get going recapping episode five of Golden Bachelor? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we pick up with an empty mansion on the inside. Because outside, in the pool, the women are singing and playing. They're doing this dance. Andy, you said that this was a Jewish song. Yeah, they were singing some Jewish song. That's so nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yes. I love watching them spend time together and just be friends with each other. It's great. They really like each other. I think they're going to be lifelong friends. I hope so. We hear Ellen say the younger generation misses out on games, fun games like hopscotch, because their faces are buried in their phones. I mean, that's true. I agree with her. Yeah. There's a lot of fun out there in the world to be had. Yeah. I will say hopscotch in particular is before my time. Yeah. Hopscotch. They they, they made the mistake of making too old timey an example. Yeah. So they just sounded curmudgeonly. But I, it's true. I mean, the statement is true. But I don't think it's hopscotch is the alternative to being on your, in your phone. phone. <laughs> yeah. It's not like either hopscotch or buried in your or phone. phone. <laughs> to be honest, between those two, I take buried in my phone any day. <laughs> yeah. But we get the idea. Fun yeah. games. Games. Yeah. Okay. So meanwhile, inside we are shown Faith alone eating strawberries with whipped cream. I wrote respect. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is a very respectable snack to be having at home. Although later on, we see the women still in this scene, the pool scene, while Faith is on her helicopter date. So I actually think that they tried to suggest that Faith was more of a loner and feeling more left out and just down than she actually was. I'm just pointing that out. Mm. Okay. So Jesse arrives and announces that next week is hometowns and there will only be three. Why is it three? I think because everything's fewer. It started out with fewer people. Like it was, it started out with 22 women instead of the usual 25 to 30. And the whole season feels short. Mm. I mean, for us to be going to hometowns week six, normally that happens week eight. Okay. I think it makes sense, honestly. It kind of affected my OCD. Like I can't, uh, three is not split evenly in two parts. Yeah. So I kind of, I, I'm not good with that. Oh, I think it's cute that it bothered you as much as yeah. it did. You were really yeah. hung up on that. But personally, I think it's right. Yeah. Like I think it's weird for him to, to make Gary go through 
I mean, he probably knows who he's picking already, let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. He might pretend he doesn't, or we might hear voiceovers of him saying he's in love with three women, but I just really think that Gary probably has a very strong idea of who he's picking with his life experience. And so I just don't think anyone's time needs to be wasted with an extra pointless hometown. Jesse says there will be a once-in-a-lifetime one-on-one. And Faith looks like she might pass out when she hears this. It turns out it is indeed for her. And it's cute how the women are so excited for her. They're legitimately excited. You can tell. It's not fake. No. They're jumping for joy. Yes. Teresa's like, ah. You can tell Teresa and Faith are really tight, first of all. And even Susan's like, yeah. Like, everyone loses it for Faith. It's so sweet. Can I just tell you, these women are living their best lives. They really are. So Faith on this one-on-one, Gary drives over in a vintage Ford Bronco. Andy, you pointed out that all the cars are vintage on this season. Yeah, I think, I mean... That's, that's nice. That's obvious. <laughs> I, to be honest, doing I, a thing with I, that. I truly hadn't noticed until you pointed it out. Yeah, that's okay. I don't notice. You're not car. a car person. I'm not, but I really I like sh- that too. You don't like cars. I mean, you don't dislike cars. You just are not into like cars. You don't care. It's just a method of transportation. Yeah, I really, unless it's a spectacular car, but oftentimes I'm like, oh, it's a little ostentatious. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? You really like Nissans. Every time you're like, oh, that's a nice car. I'm like, that's a Nissan. Really? No, you're into Nissans. I don't know if I agree with this. I think I might be bad-mouthing you. I'm not sure it's true. <laughs> Why? It's just for no reason. <laughs> Maybe it was a Mazda. It was some car that wasn't that great, but it was cute. It was like every time you see one, you're like, oh, that's a nice car. I'm like, oh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I just like shape and color. Yeah. Uh, your aesthetics are impeccable. I cannot argue with you. So whatever you say is true. I got to say, Gary seems like a good driver. They have a shot of him driving there and he's like checking oh. his blind spot. Oh, he's amazing. And you notice how he goes into the tunnel, he takes his shades off. Oh, he's smooth. I do that. You do? Yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, you don't do that? No, I just I just risk it. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to pay attention to that next time I'm yeah. in the passenger seat. Yeah. He drives her to a helicopter and of course we hear now that she's afraid of heights. Oh, but they fly over the bachelor mansion and here we see that shot i mentioned with the ladies all in the pool and they land on a yacht Mm. which i have to admit is pretty pretty cool cool. you know what's just even more cool is that those pilots can just like be like oh there's a boat in the middle of the ocean i'm gonna land a helicopter on it i think to be a helicopter pilot is to be very cool oh yeah it's a very cool a helicopter is one of the coolest things mankind has ever created you know it's based on a dragonfly they were looking at dragonflies and they used that you know the mechanics of a dragonfly's wings to think about how a helicopter could work anyway that's not important the point is is that is basically a giant drone that you are just flying in there's no thrust you seriously thought of a dragonfly yeah, it's there's okay. There's a five to ten percent chance I'm talking shit here. I think you're talking about Dune. Dune. Yeah, because the helicopter in Dune looks like a giant dragonfly. Yeah, but that's probably based on the fact that they built helicopters based on dragonflies. It's all coming full circle. <laughs> okay. So they land on the yacht. They toast with the champagne. We get the kiss with the helicopter flying off in the background. All the good bachelor stuff. Mm-hmm. And back at the mansion now, Leslie is shown having a hard time. So when mm-hmm. that helicopter was flying over, most of the women were like, oh, there they are. Wish that was us, whatever. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Leslie, it seems to stick with her. And she says in her ITM, maybe I'm taking it harder because my past relationships haven't been very secure. I wrote, wow, yeah. self-awareness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The 
do you know why, like how much reflection it takes to be like, oh, it's it could be me who's this is landing harder with me because of what I've been through, not just like that happened to me. They did that. Usually people point outside of themselves. The normal to, bachelor. The nor- you mean the abnormal? No, this is the normal. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like that joke we made early on and it just hasn't been worth no, it. No, hasn't been landing. No. Yeah, it just feels like Leslie Leslie definitely seems to be struggling more with this than most yeah. and it seems to line up with her relationship history as we got to know more about her. Yeah, she said she's a bad picker. Yeah, bad picker. Later on, she says she's been cheated on a lot. You could see how this environment would be really triggering with a lifetime of experience. You know, usually a 25-year-old in this situation is bothered by it, but it almost feels like part of the reason they're bothered by it is just because maybe society has told them to be bothered by it. Mm -hmm. You know, with Leslie, it really lands. I really feel her struggle with it. So on the date, Faith said that they've had something from day one. I got to say, throughout this whole conversation, I was like, mm. try not to do the I'm not like the other girls thing. Yeah. And I don't think she did. Mm. I'm just pointing it out. Mm. A Fa- little. Fa- yeah, she's the only one who does this, where she's like, you know, it's how everyone else did that, but I did this. She rubs me wrong a little bit, I'll be honest. Yeah. A little bit. Just the lightest rubbing wrong. Yes, it's the lightest of, of wrong just rubbing. It's incredible. It's like, it's like when you're, sit- you're ever sitting on a bus or like a train or some kind of public transportation or a plane. Yeah. And someone's knee is touching your knee. But it's touching it in a way where you're like, that's not as not good compared to other knees that have touched my knee in that same situation. There's something not good about it. I'm going to be honest. I never want someone else's knee touching my knee. I don't want to touch my knee either. But there are certain knee touches that are worse than other knee touches. That's all I'm saying. And her knee touch is not one of the good ones. Harsh. No, it's not harsh because knee touches is a low is a is at the bottom of the totem pole okay. of things that annoy me physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's she's the worst of the least bad. Yeah, and you know we are working with so little. Like it almost feels like the powers that be have inserted certain things that she said on purpose because yeah. we've gotten so little from all of this one-on-one time with anyone. So why do we have two examples of? Faith doing the I'm not like the other girls thing, mm-hmm. which I'm crediting our shandies with labeling yeah. because it's just something I've pointed out and that I haven't liked. But they're the ones who've been like, she's doing this specific doing the thing. thing yeah. To be honest, though, this is a really lovely date. He says that it's the soft look in her eyes. So he agrees they've had something since day one. They get talking about her music and she reveals that she had a rough childhood and music was what soothed her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sounds like she had a really rough. Go. Yeah. Like she said, I think she said she was living on the streets. Yeah. Something about not having a mom and dad. And she said the trauma of all that has stayed with her and has bled over into her choices with men. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that she has been attracted to dysfunction. I mean, this is extremely humanizing. I got to yeah. say, like in hearing Faith's backstory, I, I, to be honest, I would have liked more. Yeah. It almost felt like she felt she had limited time and needed to get it all out really fast. And I couldn't tell if this was edit or if she was just like, I finally have time with you. I'm going to tell you my whole backstory and here it all is like, I'm laying it all out there. So you know who I am. Blah, right. blah, blah. It felt kind of like panicked like that. Gary, I mean, he handles this really, really well. He's not afraid of being someone's rock. Can I say that? Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. He's you know a what rock. I mean? He's, he's always the rock. Yeah. It feels like he's, this is a role he's played a lot in his life and he has no issues with it. She says that he's something she's never had in her life and 
expresses fears about being really vulnerable. He says, just as she got in that helicopter, despite her fear of heights, she has to surrender to this. Mm. He gives her the rose. I got to tell you, the fact that he was okay with being her rock in this and told her to surrender to this experience, despite all her fears and gave her that rose in that context. Faith is back in the running. Oh yeah. I, you know, this is what I'm going to say about faith. I have always said that bachelorettes have very good first impression roses. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they just have better first impressions. Like guys are just like, Ooh, she looks nice. And then, you know, they just move on to something else. Yeah, yeah. But I think that in the golden bachelor, because of the age and the generation, I actually think that they, the lead, the male lead will be more similar to the bachelorette lead in their first impressions. If anything, he's more bachelorette in his first impression than the bachelorette leads. I mean, you're telling me this. I'm the one who put faith first based on that alone. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, I we said didn't have I, this discussion. Yes, I didn't know we that. did. Oh, oh, we did. <laughs> when we said our predictions for episode one, I said that I feel like Gary of all people oh, would you be did able say to that. pick you his did say number that. Okay, one. so I'm just stealing the thing you said. <laughs> yeah. and I'm saying it more forcefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell. I will say Gary is extremely... Mercurial. Ooh, Ooh Andy, mercurial. I... I, okay, I'll give you no, that. No, not me. I was going to go with hard to read. Yeah, that's, that's Sometimes better. he's easy to read and sometimes it's like, like, I feel like the final three, I just, I don't even know. You know what the problem with Gary is? He's so kind and gentle and open to everybody that you get confused. It's yes. like he loves everybody. Yeah, and if I were a woman on his season, I would probably think it's me. Yeah. Like in a way... And it's a sick and twisted way. Like he's the best bachelor ever. Totally. And in in a really, really sick and twisted way, he's the meanest bachelor ever. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. So they make out in the hot tub and in his ITM, Gary says that she could be the one. And Andy, this is where you and I, without even making eye contact, we both went, hmm. (laughs) It was not planned. No. Yeah. It was a little surprising. We're, I mean, I've said this before in other seasons, some abnormal seasons, but I really feel that with Faith, if Faith is the eventual winner, I think we needed more snippets. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. We yeah. needed more one-on-one time because to me, even though she got the first impression, Rose, a lot about this date came out of nowhere to me. I agree. It's possible that production has been hiding her in the edit because it's been too obvious. That's it, what I always think with these. Like you you often see these dark horses where you're like, I haven't seen anything of this person and suddenly they won. Yeah. And you're like, that had to be intentional. Yes. So I think it's possible that Faith is one of those people where they were like, okay, this is getting too obvious. Let's just no Faith for a while. Let's get Teresa in the mix. I get Ellen in the mix. You yeah, know. and then the snippets they do show of Faith are just her of her being like, I'm not like the other girls. Right. And they're trying to make her almost look bad. Maybe it's working. Because we're oh kind of like, eh, not are that we, into Faith. We're falling for it. We're suckers. <laughs> we're just pawns in the game of Bachelor. Yeah, maybe we are. Yeah. Recappers. We're just part of the, the, That's it. the machine. That's it. Okay. Got to accept it. I don't know how I feel about that. It's okay. Just accept it. Let it go. I'm, I'm having a free will issue. You have still, you still have free will. You can do things. Really? Just not in Bachelor. <laughs> 
once this recap's over, I can live my life yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Go get a drink, water, orange juice, coffee, whatever you want. It's you making the choice. <laughs> okay, so now it's the evening. The ladies are speculating about their group date, what they might end up doing. Susan says, oh, maybe they'll go floating on the water in a yacht. Cue mm. Faith. Faith returning Most from Adamus, her date. Susan. And... She proceeds to tell them all about her date, but she does preface with saying, do you guys really want to hear this? They're like, what did you do? What did you do? And she's like, oh, you don't even want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we do. And she's like, are you sure? And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she describes the helicopter ride, the landing on the yacht, and there's a money shot of Faith animatedly describing the charcuterie and the hot tub. Oh, and yeah. we zoom in on Leslie's face her terse face. Oh, she's not happy. Next to She doesn't Faith. like anything. Not the charcuterie, not the yacht. Yeah. Nothing. I gotta say, I found Faith ever so slightly gloaty. Yeah. I feel that I feel like I'm coming. I I really no, like no, no. Faith. It, There's nothing not it, to like. Honestly, I, I wouldn't come at her because there have been several gloating issues this season, and I think it's okay. I think they have, there's a lot of trust amongst the, the cast and they just kind of feel like they can gloat with impunity. <laughs> with impunity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw Ellen in her ITM be like, okay, we didn't need that, that many yeah, details. Yeah. And Ellen, I will say, I trust Ellen implicitly. I do trust Ellen. Yeah. I, I think Faith was glowing a little bit, but so was Teresa. This is one of those situations like, do you really want to hear? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. And it's exactly as you demonstrated, Andy. I think she was like, okay, well, here's every single detail. And she might have shared one too many. Huh. It's a tricky, it's a fine line. Yeah, you're right. You know, you know who didn't gloat at all was Susan. Just said she had a nice time. Oh, Susan. I mean, she had to be asked about her crystal. I don't think she was volunteering it to anyone. Yeah. Her yeah. crystal. Her crystal that, that, that Kathy was very upset about. <laughs> Shove that crystal up your ass. Okay, before we move on, I have to point out that Faith said, I got the rose, which means I've got a hometown. Like, did she have to say that? She didn't have to say that. Didn't have to say that. You're right. You're right. She was gloating. She said we saw it come out of her mouth. It was she's, too much. Yeah. She's like, I got the rose, which means I've got a hometown. She's saying this to the women who th th half of them will not get that. Yeah. Okay. I'm just pointing it now, out. Now, let me ask you a question. If if the answer to her question was, no, we don't want you to tell us about the date. Everyone's like, no, don't tell us. Do you think she'd be like, well, no, she I would think, have not told it. Yeah. Okay. So then fine. So they got what they asked for. Exactly. Yeah, but I think that there's always an undercurrent in that situation where it's like, yeah, we want to hear about it, but like not that much. Yeah, we're being yeah. we're being polite. Yeah, it's like when you when you run into someone in the street that you're not that close with at all. It's like an acquaintance oh, you see and you're like such a good You're like, how are you doing? And they're like, well. <laughs> and you're like, oh crap. It's like, well, you asked. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now it's the group date. The ladies meet Gary at the Santa Monica Pier Carnival, yeah, yeah. where I feel like we've been many times, but never actually gone into the carnival, Andy. No, I've always, I always, something, I don't know what it is. I don't get a good feeling around the Santa Monica Pier. Oh. I have bad associations with it. Wait, how come? I don't know. Every time I'm there, I'm not in a good mood. Oh. Yeah, I've been there several times, and every time I'm just like, I'm not, not feeling good today. And maybe it's the Santa Monica Pier. Okay, you're blaming yeah. the pier. I don't think I like carnivals. You don't like carnivals. Yeah. But I like the games at carnivals. I don't mind the games either. That's why we like the game carnival games. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that is we a We really do play carnival game. games I together. love video games where there's basically one button. That's it. Yeah. And that's why you love carnival games. Yeah. It's just the timing of A. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you know what I don't like? What? Is rides. Don't like carnival rides. Yeah. Don't want any part of them. Well, because you feel like you're going to die. 
I feel like I'm going to die. I feel a little nauseous. I don't feel like the risk reward is, is satisfying. You know, I think there's something to that. I will say I prefer a ride at a real amusement park, like a like a Disneyland, yeah, like Space Mountain. I don't think I'm going to die on Space Mountain. Right. I want to go to like a very corporate park. Yeah, to I want to go rides. to a park that is not removable. Yeah, I don't want a park where the guy running the ride is some guy they just found like wandering around. Yeah. I want it to be like official and a Disney employee oh. who's like, hi, my name is Joe and I'm the ride operator today. I want the ride that I ride to have been built or is being manned by someone who has a salary and is not being yes. paid by the hour. And I want a team, a battery of lawyers <laughs> to be checking everything. They're like, well, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. You're like, okay, okay, we'll get on it. Okay, so they play whack-a-mole and Andy, you said, I love whack-a-mole. Now that's a game I can get behind. So would you say whack Whack-a-mole is your favorite carnival game. My favorite carnival game is um, throwing the baseball at the bottles. Was I'm good? I was a pitcher in oh, high school. And wow, college. that's yeah. your favorite game. No, but also um, whack-a-mole. Oh, I also like hitting the hammer that makes the thing go up. Yeah. Although now they have these things where it's not about how hard you hit it; it's like how accurate you hit it. Oh yeah. Which I think is a very 2023 thing. <laughs> like, come on, it's the hammer game. You want to hit it hard. Let us hit it hard. Do you know my favorite carnival game? Yeah, you like the thing where you squirt the water in no. the thing? That's my second favorite. Oh, wait. You like. Uh it's time for you to prove how well you know me, Andy. I'm ready. Ahem. <sighs> Here we go. Oh, I thought it was the water squirting. Let me think nope. about this for a second. Oh, it's the claw game. You like the No. Oh, no, no, no. No one likes that. No one oh, likes that. Oh, there's going to be a sorry. fight after this recap. Sorry, that was a mistake. I, that was a mulligan. I'm going to take that one again. <laughs> Oh, of course I know. You what? like the one where you roll the ball into the circles, the concentric yes, circles. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. What is that called? Ski ball? Oh, we there is a ski ball one where you roll balls into I the think circles. It's called but ski no, ball. it's the one with the horses. It's not it's not a big ball, it's a little ball, and it goes up into you have to aim it into different holes and then your horse runs across. It's one of the games they played. Oh, that's a variation of what I'm talking about. Oh, so you actually didn't get it? Oh, you man. I, I should have just kept my mouth shut. Oh, I almost had you. Andy. Yeah, I, I was wrong. I feel unseen. You love ski ball. You love skee-ball. Every single like ski time there's skee-ball anywhere, you're like, we got to play skee-ball. Okay. Anyway, I don't. I want to know the name of the game I'm talking about. So if anyone there's knows, no name. please there's, let me know. There's definitely no name no, for I it. I think there's a name. It's just a com combination of two different carnival games. Okay. Here we get Word Watch 1. It's Teresa saying, the last time I told a man I loved him was my husband. Mm, was sort of a surprising. A sad Word Watch. Oh. I mean, it is sad. I mean, Isn't it, it doesn't have to be seen in a sad way. You're right. You're right. It could be. Uh, it, it's it's also not. It, wait. No, I think it's sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Teresa has one-on-one -on -one time first. In her ITM, she says it's been 52 years since she's told a man she was falling in love. Wow. And with Gary, she lays it all out there. She says it never clicks like this for her. She can't live without him now. She's falling in love. And he says he's incredibly touched. Yes, they're compatible. He agrees. And Andy, you and I were both struck here at how it felt like he's not into her. Yeah. But I mean, she ends up getting a rose at the rose ceremony. It so. didn't feel right. Something was off. You know, you know, I think he was getting sick of this. Oh, yeah. of the whole he thing. He was just done. Yeah, there came a point where, Andy, you were like, Gary's tired. He's tuckered out. Tuckered too much carnival, out. too much bachelor, too much telling women how much he cares about them and listening. I mean, he's been basically, what Gary has been doing is one never-ending therapy session. Yeah. Like, he's a therapist, and he's like, he never clocks out. It's like, oh, it's 5 o'clock. That's the end of my day. He's just like, oh, it's 5 o'clock. Here's another patient. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's 9 o'clock. Here's another patient. Oh, it's 2 in the morning. 
You got two more. Well, it's a good point because we are shown a lot of one-on-one time. Here's one-on-one time with all five women on this date. And they got started after the sun was already down, I have to point out. And it felt like some of this one-on-one date was like mini one-on-one date yeah, time. Yeah, there were like four mini one-on-ones. Yeah, like He's some of them tired. were on rides together. The man together. is 72 years old. Yeah. <laughs> He's been at the carnival all day having to pour his heart out to different women who he may not like that much. <laughs> Gary in his ITM says that Teresa is such a sweet person. They all are. Yeah, all mm. of them. All of those are good. I Yeah. Yeah, it's like asking a waitress. You're like, oh, what's good on the menu? It's like, oh, everything's good. Like, what What are we doing here? Just tell me what you like. <laughs> yeah, this threw me off the Teresa scent, I will say. I was really like, hmm. I just wasn't buying it. I wasn't buying that he can't live without her. Yeah, I didn't get that just feeling Just based either. on the body language feeling. and the wording and everything. Like, him adding, they all are. They're all sweet. Yeah, To me, you don't say good. that when you're talking about your favorite person. Yeah. Okay, so now we get a montage of one-on-one time with each Sandra and Susan, but everyone knows that. The two of them are not really in the running. So now we move over to Leslie. He says he finds himself thinking about her and laughing. And he wants her to know that. No, she- he, he said he finds himself waking up in the middle of the night laughing about her. It's really intense. Oh, man. It's almost seems creepy. <laughs> <laughs> the meanest <Yeah>. bachelor. <laughs> the mean, he's like, he's like, he's like, <laughs> oh, Andy, that's no. so creepy. Sorry, that sorry. reminds me of your smile that didn't reach your eyes. Oh, yeah. Do you want to do that again for everyone? No, I don't. (laughs) Creeps me out, too. Yeah. By the way, is there anything creepier than laughter in the middle of the night when you don't know where it's coming from? Oh. Not not the kind of boy, like a party laughter, like one person laughing without anyone with them. Oh, like cackling? Yeah. No, it's sinister. Isn't it funny how the happiest things are always the scariest things? Like a clown. Yes. Always scary. Uh A little kid in the wrong place, like a little girl dressed up in a nice little skirt with a lollipop in the wrong place. The scariest thing. Yes. Yeah. A kitten is never scary, though. It's always good. A kitten? Yeah, I was just thinking that that doesn't work for everything. (laughs) Kitten is always good. Doesn't matter where it is. It always makes me feel better. Should we ask the Shandys to come up with a scenario where a kitten is a scary thing? I I would appreciate it. But the one I thought of was I just wake up in the middle of the night and I go to like, you know, pee or something and there's just a kitten. And I'm like, I know I don't have a kitten and I know a kitten couldn't have gotten in here. Everything's closed. Yeah, I would still be psyched. Oh, you would be so psyched. Yeah, even if it was a ghost kitten. I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care if it's a living dead kitten. If there's a kitten, <laughs> I'm happy. What, it's a dead, what if it's a dead kitten? That's- no, I don't want a dead kitten. <laughs> Okay, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night and you open your eyes and a kitten is on your chest just staring at you. I'd be psyched. (laughs) I'd be like, am I dreaming? Okay. Okay, so Leslie reveals that she's been having a hard time hearing about the other dates because she's been cheated on many times and she starts to cry here and he holds her and he says, it's okay. I gotcha. Oh, God, so much. She's holding so many people up. She says she's crazy about him. He says he felt such joy with her on their date and he felt protective of her because they talk about how she felt a little uneasy going so fast because he's chivalrous, Andy. He notices when she's left behind in the dust. Don't have time for it. He slows down. He stops. He lets her go in front. And they hug it out here and she says, I'm falling in love with you. And he responds by whispering, you're my girl. You're my girl. I mean. What does that mean? You're my girl. You're my girl. 
This uh, uh, what is that? What else does that mean other than you're my girl? I don't know how to take this one other than to think that Leslie's going to win. I will tell you something. All right, you want, want some uh, inception level analysis here? Oh yeah. Production wouldn't have subtitled that because we couldn't really hear it. Oh. They would have just let it go. Is like, oh, I don't know what she said because if she's going to win, they don't want you to hear that. Oh. I mean, wow, Andy, you are officially a recapper. I'm a recapper. How does that make you feel? Not good. <laughs> Don't you wish you had that brain power being used for something else? You know, it's okay. It's okay. I'm doing good, right? I'm doing good. No, you're work. great. I, I mean, you're making a really good point. I just, I can't unhear you're my girl. You're my girl. If a guy said that to me, I'd be like, I'm winning. Yeah, but when she wins, and everyone's going to be like, he said she was my girl. So, yeah, we saw it coming. I don't think production wants that. But then if he said you're my girl and he doesn't pick her, then that's really mean. But I already established that he might be really mean. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now we have Ellen one-on-one -on -one time. They ride a roller coaster with an epic score in the background as her voiceover builds up to their conversation. I got to give this show props for music. Oh, unbelievable. You know, we, when we watched Love is Blind, we made a lot of fun of the music. Horrible. When, I, a lot of times when I watch other shows, I'm like, wow, this music sucks. Yeah. The Bachelor, I don't notice the music. In fact, sometimes when I notice it, I'm like, wow, that's nice. We got to give credit where credit is due. It's good music, good can, scoring. Can I tell you attention something? Attention to detail. Can I tell you something embarrassing? What? If it was a dollar and there was a soundtrack for The Bachelor, I would get it. Like on Spotify? No, iTunes, whatever. It costs a dollar. A dollar. You I, buy, I buy it. it. No question. You know, I also would buy it. Yeah. And this is coming from people who, I mean, we really, we listen to music. Yeah. I like the music. We're music people. You are a professional musician of the highest level and you <laughs> like this music. I would buy Not only are you a professional musician, it's not like you're a pop singer, you're an opera singer and you like this music. music. But that's an interesting point you're making, Andy. We would pay a dollar to listen to this score. Not all of it. But there's a couple of key tunes, especially there's like a sort of tinkly piano theme that they have once in a while on The Abnormal Bachelor. And certainly this, I would have wanted to listen to this without the, like, without the text. I yeah. wanted to hear the actual music. And you know what? I'd pay $2 to have it not ad interrupted. <laughs> okay, so they talk and Ellen says she feels like a weight is off her shoulders when she's with him. They feel like a team. This mm. landed with me. <laughs> Gonna have that weight back on soon. Oh. Uh, no, no, I don't want to spoil her. Just spoil the <laughs> thing that they already know. I really feel... Feel this. I, I don't know what's going on with Ellen. Like I don't know what happened here. I, let's talk about it later. She says she's falling in head over heels love with him. Oh, God. And, and Andy, here you said, oh, no, he's overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. You felt you saw it in his eyes. I saw it. I saw the light go out. He says he's touched. He feels it so much. And he goes to kiss her now almost to, to end it. To end it, yes. The kiss is a good way of shutting the mouth. And you said, Andy, too long a night, Gary is tuckered. I'm just distraught by this. Me too. But we'll keep going for now. Ellen, I, I, I'm questioning everything I've ever thought about Gary. <laughs> Ellen in her ITM cries and it feels major coming from her because typically Ellen is our cool cucumber yeah. among the ladies. Yeah, she seems like she doesn't crack easily. She doesn't fall in love easily. And she doesn't let other people's dates like 
get to her easily. Mm -hmm. And this is where we start to see her unravel. There's a very touching moment that the hidden camera caught of her crying to Susan and Susan is comforting her and touching her head. It was a bad time for her to finally let it go. Uh, you think? No, I mean she's finally really taking it all in, and, and she's she's there. And and oh, guys, this is this this is where it becomes not funny. I'm not not happy about yeah, what happened. Yeah, we Ellen. just love Ellen so much. She's yeah, really it's not funny. I, I, Ellen is the most relatable to me. Everything Ellen says, like her attitude about things, even her little accent. She earned it. Yes. Eh. She earned it. She earned winning. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Gary has to pick her. No choice. Gary returns to the group. He seems to be on the verge of handing out a group date rose. And then he's like, I can't. I yeah. can't do it. He puts the rose back down. And he's like, I'll give out two roses at the rose ceremony. I can't do it. Do you think that he was given permission to do this? You know, I honestly think he was so tired. He couldn't handle it. Like he was like, I can't do anything that's going to be emotional. I got to go to sleep. Like I, this is insane. Yeah. Like I, I just go into the amusement park just for myself, just alone. It's tiring <laughs> enough. Okay, so now we have our rose ceremony. Getting roses are Leslie first. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not unpredictable. Jesse arrives to say this is the last rose. I have to point out that I like his suit. Yeah, you, you were talking about a suit lot. a lot. You he like that brown on brown. A chocolate brown suit with a matching tie. I just loved this. You know what's so funny about that? If the dimensions of the suit and the tie are different, it becomes the tackiest 70s outfit Oh, it becomes dated, but it just fit him. It was the perfect- Fit. Yeah, fit. Fit. Do you know that fit is is now a word for outfit? You're like, oh, I like your fit. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you find that out? Sort of accidentally. I've tried to use it and then I feel like a loser. And so I, I, I tried it once and then I stopped. You know what I think? I think a fit is actually a really well-used word amongst the younger folks. I think this may be the oldest moment you've ever had. Yeah. It's the beginning it's of okay. the end. Yeah, it's fine. Embrace it. You know, what's wrong with saying outfit? Outfit. This is Now this is the second oldest moment you've ever had. <laughs> well, you might be finding yourself in a brown suit in the near future. Okay, that second rose goes to Teresa and we are sure. I mean, a top three shook rose ceremony moment for yeah, me of Andy, all time. Well, Andy, at the time you screamed, what the fuck? <laughs> this actually happened. It was a loud I'm what passionate. the fuck in this yeah, apartment. It was loud. It was late too. Yeah, which Someone means that going home, Sandra, Susan and Ellen. So we have to talk about Ellen for a moment. I, I don't, I'm, I We are out to lunch. We're on a different planet. We don't know how to recap this show. Well, we, no, we know how to recap. We don't know how to predict. I don't know what's going Golden on. Golden Bachelor. Everything's different. Everything's topsy-turvy, but upside we were, we, down. But we were on a, a roll for a while. We were good. Were we, we were predicting it pretty well. You know, well. I, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. I feel that you skewed me with Ellen and oh. and I'm blaming you. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Because from wow. night one, I had faith in my top spot and you were so sure about Ellen all the way that I was like, you, oh my God, you're, he, you know what it is? Because you're older, you're silver. You're closer to golden than me. I was like, the silver knows what golden wow. is looking for. And you were wrong. Wow, you managed to make the weakest excuse ever for your wrong picks while at the same time insulting me. <laughs> it was very impressive. I have to be honest with you. Like, Gary sold me on Ellen. Ellen sold me on Ellen, but Gary sold me on Ellen too. And now I'm starting to think that Gary can really phone it in if he wants. 
I mean, just last week, Ellen sat him down and tearfully said that she was falling in love with him. And he said, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I I'm mean, right there with you. Really? I mean, look, this is uh, the only benefit of the doubt I'm going to give Gary is that it may have been a coin toss between Teresa and Ellen. Like he was just like, I don't know what to do. Like he just flipped the coin. Yeah, but and a coin toss. You know what I think happened? I think that he really, really, really likes Ellen as a friend and he didn't want to do that to her. Like oh. as a, like in terms of company, she's at the top. Okay. I mean, this the one thing that really stuck with me is on the one-on-one -on -one date, he said that he can be most himself with her. And that went a very long way with me. I was like, oh, so I'm not totally blaming you, Andy. <laughs> oh. But yeah, he said he could be most himself with her. And I think that he respects her a lot and therefore didn't want to get her hopes up any higher, didn't want to drag her along, didn't want to do the whole thing. Or, or, want to hear something crazy? What? Or is it possible that Gary knows this is a sham more than anyone and he doesn't want to be with anyone on this show and he doesn't want to pick the person who he really likes to be with him knowing that it's going to be a sham regardless. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, he's got a girl back home. He's just waiting. A girl back home. He's got some broad back home. <laughs> <laughs> so... Gary says bye to Sandra and Susan, but he walks Ellen out. He says hers was the most difficult decision. I mean, I should hope so. And he did everything he could to make the right decision. He hopes she stays positive because that's who she is. She gives him a big hug here, avoids eye contact yeah. and says, okay, She's I got to go. She's rightfully pissed. Such a classy exit, though. I love she doesn't. So classy. She doesn't rake him over the coals. She's yeah. not like, how could you do this to me? Blah, blah, blah. She When she realizes that she's on the verge of breaking down, she gives him a hug. She's like, okay, I've got to go. Yeah. She's not happy. She is pissed. Yeah. And Andy, you called this the biggest surprise that you can ever remember on this show. I stand by that. In her exit interview, Ellen says it was a shock. She didn't see it coming, but this has been one of the best experiences yeah. of her life. She's mm. going to do well. She's going to get hit up. A lot of people sliding into Ellen's DMs right I now. I hope so, because I think Ellen is such a catch. She oh, yeah. is just magnificent. Absolutely. She's, she's so gonna get fun it. and cool. Yeah, she's going to get it. Oh, I mean, I'm just so, I'm so shocked. I'm shocked. I don't have an issue with being wrong. I just like really, really like oh, no. Ellen and him together. I was so sure it was Ellen that I was starting to lose interest in the season. Yes. I loved him and Ellen together so much that I like watching with other people. I'm like, yeah, but it's not as good as him with Ellen. Yeah. It was like that, that level. Yeah, wild. Okay, so now we have our credits. The ladies are having a group hug before the rose ceremony, and Susan is saying, stay out of my boobs. <laughs> ah, Susan. She's Susan, a good one. Susan, she's a star. She's really grown on me. Oh, I mean, yeah. Not so, that she was, not that I didn't like her I, at I know. first. I'm is just saying she's grown from me being indifferent to me being like, I I like Susan. Like, I want to watch a spinoff with Susan. Yeah. Susan She's and got Sandra. star appeal. Okay, so Andy, that brings us to your A-game already. Who's your winner? In defeat, Ellen. Uh, I mean, how could she have handled this any better? If she had handled this better, then I would not believe that she had fallen for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? She had Max class in her defeat and in how she handled it and also Max hurt. Yeah. The hurt to suggest that she really had fallen for him. Oh, yeah. She uh, could have completely melted down. She could have been vindictive. Just pure class from beginning to end. Ellen just, mm. I'm very disappointed. Me too. We, we are both very Distraught. disappointed. Okay, so that brings us, Andy, to our word watch. There was one husband in a sad context. And 103 correct guesses. Ooh, 
That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good number. Okay. And our winner is Min Wang 2274. Congratulations. You are a huge winner huge. of an AG1 prize package valued at a massive $200. Ooh. Congratulations. Please email us by this Monday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy, do you have a word in mind for next week? I do have a word. It's hmm. funny you ask. And that word is knee. Knee? Knee. K-N-E-E? Correct. Is there any As other opposed knee? to what? There's no other knee, is there? There is actually in the, the quest for the Holy Grail, the knights who say knee. How is it spelled? But I spelled? think that's spelled N-I. Okay. I, it just makes no sense okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. No, no other word so than knee. So you're expecting some sort of get down on one knee situation. Uh, obviously. Okay. Or, or it could be I bumped my knee. <laughs> okay. I hurt my knee. All right. So if you would like to join in the Shandy Word Watch Fund and have a chance to win a prize, then you can guess the number of times you predict the word knee will be uttered in episode six, which is hometown week. You must do so using the numeral of the number of times and you must do so by this Monday at midnight. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and then one name will be plucked and that person will win. We are back to our classic prize, Andy. Mm -hmm. This is our timeless prize. $100 to spend at Furano Studio, which is one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops. Quite literally, all of my rings are from there. And your necklace. Both the dainty and the chunky. Yes, my necklace too. I love her stuff. So yeah, you can win $100 in jewelry. Why not? Why not? We're listening to a recap podcast. Okay, Andy, that brings us to our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot? Oh, this is brutal because I mean- I'm literally switching my stuff around right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I, I have no idea. I got to yeah. be honest with you. He's thrown me. The Ellen thing threw me to the point where now I'm just, it's its a complete blindfolded pin the tail on the donkey. Yes. I guess all pin the tail on the donkey is blindfolded. So yes. It's-, it's Pin the tail on the donkey. Yes. And I'm pinning that tail on Teresa. Okay. How come? Because that diner date still resonates with me. I feel like there was something really heavy there. And you know what? Honestly, this is what else I think. I don't think Teresa is that kind of blabber that people now think she is. I actually think she's saying it, but she's very honest. And I think she knows she's it. Okay. That's my theory. Okay. I mean, when I look back, that was the one-on-one -on -one date that made me cry. I cried too. Yeah. Yeah. You really did cry. Yeah, I don't cry very often. No. I did cry in WALL-E, the Pixar movie, by myself. <laughs> it was daytime, too. There's a bunch of kids around I there. cried in Inside Out. Pixar. I mean, who they, doesn't cry Inside Out? I mean, those movies are designed. I think I designed, cried at that, too. They do, they're designed to do that. Yeah. Literally, they're like, how can it's we a tug formula. on the heartstrings? It's a, it's, a, it's a chemical formula. Yes. <laughs> those bastards. <laughs> okay. So in my top spot, I have Leslie. And the oh, reason wow. is I cannot get past you're my girl. I just don't think, I think if Gary says you're my girl to someone who he's not feeling you're my girl about, he's mean. He's a mean bachelor. What about all the stuff he said to Ellen? I didn't, he didn't say you're my girl, but he said a lot of things would, would make yeah, you think that, said, that, that she was his girl. He said, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I agree, but... You're, my, you're girl. my girl. The whispering whispered, of your my girl. Whispered in her ear like the mic wasn't even supposed to catch Yeah, that. but the choice to show the subtitle, to me, that's the giveaway. They want you to think that. You're falling for it. I just feel it. like Leslie, I, maybe I am falling for it. I just feel like Leslie, she's been a consistent fixture all season. I, I, I don't know. The, the you're my girl. I'm done. I'm done with your Look, my girl. Look, I can't fight you on it, but I'm, I'm in the dark. Yeah, we both are. Okay, so who do you have in your second spot? Kathy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming back. 
<laughs> no, um, whatever her name is. Faith. All right. You, that one-on-one date sold you. Yeah, it's the first impression, Rose. You know, I also have faith in my second place. Okay. I just feel like we have been led astray by the edit, which is to say, like, I, I think the edit has done Faith zero favors, in fact. I think, that if anything, they've made us like Faith the least, which is, I mean, even to say the least, I have to always qualify that because I like Faith a lot. It's just in the hierarchy of all these very likable women. I think Faith has just been the only one to show anything slightly unflattering here and there, I, I other than, like, you. Kathy I and agree Teresa. With you. But, well, Teresa was blabbing. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to assume there's something there that we're just not seeing and that we just haven't been shown. No. I think Faith is is definitely top two. I, I'm put it this way, I'm extremely torn between Faith and Teresa for top. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow, you really, really don't see it with Leslie. It's incredible. From the beginning, you're like, not Leslie. It's not Leslie. What can you try to explain that? Because I assume Leslie is your third. Leslie's my third. Yeah, I mean, there's only one person left. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I feel like Gary wants something... God, this is tough. I feel like Gary just wants something a little more stable and predictable. I feel mm. like Leslie's a bit of a wild card for Gary, although he's got the tattoo. <laughs> he does. So he may have this hippie past I don't know about, yeah. but I think that uh, I just don't see it with Leslie. I think that Leslie, though... She has a frailty to her that I can see Gary oh, really being drawn damsel in to. distress. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, you know, she's able to cry to him and it opens him up. He's not one of those men who's like, oh, you're crying. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of guys like that out there, especially of an older generation. Sure, you know, instead he's like, oh, no, I got you. Like, I, I'm I'm warming up to you because you've opened up to me with those tears. Can I just make a statement here? I think we can devil's advocate any one of these totally, three. Totally. I think we don't know what the hell we're talking yeah. about. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. So in my third spot, I have Teresa, mainly okay. because I felt that when she was pouring her heart out to him, he just looked overwhelmed. I didn't see the face of a man who's like, Yes, she feels the same way as me. Hmm. I saw a man who was like, it's past my bedtime. (laughs) But it could be both. Wait, how could it be both? He could be really into her and also past his bedtime. Okay, so she's still at your top. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm really into you and there are times when I just want to go to sleep. (laughs) I'm like, I love you. You're like, "Uh." we'll get that tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, well, Andy, we are just so discombobulated. Yeah. Throne, 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 shook, shook. Yes, the season. I don't even know what to do. You know, maybe with more data, like down the road, we'll be better at this. But I feel just like I don't even know what is up from down. I kind of like it, honestly. Yeah, it makes it exciting. Yeah, it's fun watching a season where I don't know what is happening. Even though I got to say, Gary, he might be the meanest bachelor. You might be right. Yeah. Can the you biggest imagine? twist of all. You're my girl. Ha ha ha. It's not you. The devil doesn't wear a red, uh, what is it? A red cape with horns? Thorns. Horns. You got the point. But he can choose whether or not to show his horns. Right. He doesn't have to come along looking like the devil. Oh. oh really, really. Uh, Ooh, wow. Gary's really taking a turn for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. He won't. <laughs> we went from saying he's AI perfection. Yeah, he's like to- Hannibal Lecter now. <laughs> Okay, okay, that's a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok.
TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy. Dun <laughs> <laughs>